0: huge in hot weather anyway
1: i completely um, i completely mm-hmm. do you find this in hot weather where it's either you're not hungry at all or you need to eat you like you were like what do you want for dinner i want i want you to go get a full cow and i want you to set it on fire yeah. <laughs> and i will start eating the
0: i always want like cooled. i always in hot weather i think i just nostalgically go back to barbecues and mm. fucking burgers and salads like i want those beefy ass big tomatoes um, oh yeah, oh,
1: bro! Like uh, a, fucking, a tomato the size of a baby, and you yeah. slice it, and just and oh,
0: you it just slice wet. it really thin, and oh, it's so good! I, I'll tell you, yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, fucking, and this is the this is a you have to be in something, but Southern California, you get. Let me say this about Mexico: they don't fuck around when it comes to refreshing food on a hot day. Oh, like Mexico, they,
0: Mexican food is is so
1: good. It's also, so good. I am now spoiled. You're, I I can't, I'm not going to a Oaxaca. Ever, ever, fuck you, Oaxaca. I want I want a, a a Mexican lady who looks dead, like literally. How old is she? She knew Santa Ana, and I want her cooking on something that's barely like it's a micro microwave. She's set on fire, and she is making a tamale on it. That it, oh, I know Jesus is real. Yeah,
2: well, I, told, I think I think I told you guys this when I was when I was in Mexico, but it was like. The best meal that I had was from a woman in an alley. Yep. Who just had like just open grills on this alley and it was just covered in chickens. And Amazing. I was like, I don't, I, I didn't feel like talking to anyone. I didn't feel like sitting in a restaurant. I just wanted to watch a movie. So I went in, uh, grabbed. I was like, Yeah, I'll take one. And she, uh, um, and I thought it, that it would be like a sandwich or like one portion whole chicken. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> And um and she like chopped it up, pulled out a cleaver, bang 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 oh, so fast. So chucked Whoa. it all together, gave me like some sauce to put it on, gave me like five or six tortillas so you could like wrap it up and make a thing. Wow. And I remember I remember sitting in my room and I was just about to take my first bite and I was like, I think this is how I get Mexico ill.
3: Yeah. And then <laughs>
2: And then I was like, but I'm hungry, and I'm here. So I was like, I ate it, and tomorrow I will shit. And that is life.
3: <laughs> is that
2: what happened? And, and that's not at all what happened. It was just fucking delicious, and I was absolutely fine. But it was easily, I went to a bunch of restaurants while I was uh, I was just like, you know, i just come off of, like, the time with my dad. I had some money, and I was like, I'm not thinking about cash at all while I'm here. I'm just going to eat and drink and do whatever the fuck I want. And eat easily the best meal I had the whole goddamn time. Just this woman who's... Whole family just sits at a table all day next to her giant grill, and they will just chill out easily. Easily, the best way to go, Mexico.
1: So this was something my grandfather always used to check in and see if an ethnic food place was good. And this, you get, this doesn't exist really anymore. But this was such a good way, which was if the family that owns the restaurant is sitting at a weird circular table just in a corner yeah. of the
2: restaurant, mm-hmm. that place yeah. is fucking good. That place is I loved, good. Uh, yeah. Are there are there kids doing homework at one of the tables? And sure. go, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's always a good sign.
1: What the fuck was there? Was Okay, there were two good Chinese restaurants in my hometown of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. One of them became a Tim Hortons, like, right after my grandfather died. And it Ooh. was like they were like, well, we don't have that guy anymore. So we have to switch to the Lucky Key, which was the only reason it wasn't as good as the initial better Chinese restaurant is the family ate in the kitchen in the back. Not... Mm. Out with the regular friends. people. Yeah, that is just that's an that's a that's an eight point five out of ten, guys. If you want the yeah. exclusive, one point five points. Well, I had a I had
2: another where um when I was in when I was in Thailand after I finished at the monastery, I spent like I spent a oh, week
3: just in this like little God. thing island.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> and... Chris, but hang on, I just
3: need to.
0: <laughs> Anytime you talk about that period in your life, we just need a minute yeah how <laughs> let me just say this how because chris is not just, just playing an
1: acoustic guitar at a house party will the de- fucking defy me
0: right yeah <laughs> okay uh, continue yeah,
2: I, I contain <laughs> multitudes uh
1: and um it's really good you didn't have a bunch of threesomes in your early 20s because if you did you would be insufferable
2: i was offered a threesome when i was 13 and i just turned it down out of nerves
1: of course, that's the thing. Uh, that that's a good.
0: About. That's that's good because I think yeah. if you had not turned it down, you would
3: you would be, be a
0: very different person. Yeah. I'd be very different. Yeah, you I think about that sometimes. I'm like, that would be, changed me. You would probably be bleak, mm. like I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I would have been. No, no I'd no, be actually. very wealthy. I'd be in like finance or marketing
1: or something. No, but you'd, but I'd have, have, you'd different. be
0: different. Dark.
2: Yeah,
1: no, you
0: would not be in finance but not in a fun way.
1: You'd be a nightclub manager in Montreal. You'd have those weird H&M dress shirts that they all wear obnoxiously tucked into your fucking weirdly pleated Mark's work warehouse um, chinos with a big old, big old belt.
2: I was on, I was on like a straight, like corporate line until I started dating a poet in my late teens and then okay. she like
0: dating a poet is just it's it's right there with the monastery things. I mean, so. Ashley, I gotta be totally honest.
1: <laughs> he he lived in Montreal in the two thousands. We all dated a poet. Like I got fucking newsflash.
0: Like <laughs> I mean, okay, but like it just mine, it's the way mine was he says it as well. <laughs> she was my first
1: girlfriend. We dated for two and a half years. It was high school.
0: Ashley, I made two out two and a half years. Your first girlfriend mm-hmm. in high school.
1: No, yep. i made out with a uh, made out with an installation artist and she called me two days later and went we can't date because i'm got i'm too busy with my career and i remember thinking first of all installation art is not a career second of all we made out one time at a house party you are fucking crazy and turned yeah. out totally was a friend of mine saw her bite someone on the, on the metro <laughs> in montreal <laughs> Yeah.
2: Wow!
0: You dodged a bullet. Um, well, did well, I though? Did I, I,
2: I? I'm proud I to say that. The... Sounds
0: like you would have been into into it. A bit, of though. course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think well, if you'd once.
2: seen her bite someone first, you'd be married.
3: Of course,
1: yeah. I, I have, I have, I've done some work on myself and all that sort of stuff. There was a period in my life where I could tell you if a woman was bipolar, and I, here's how I knew I was deeply attracted. Yeah. To her. <laughs> Why is that oh, woman just no. crying walking down the street? I don't know, yeah. but I bet you she wants to watch Scrubs that I illegally downloaded off of Pirate Bay.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I... Well,
2: my poet X is a wonderful woman to this day. So I just want to put that out there. Sorry, Ashley, what were you gonna say?
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, that woman I made out with, uh, I hope you guys are both sitting down, turns out, but against the vaccine.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I yeah, I could see you if it was a, a a bad period of your life, you could end up with somebody who was very anti-vax.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I think I have like her and then an ex-girlfriend of mine, a girl I dated for four months. Um has a lot of Facebook posts talking about mudbloods, and it's just like,
0: whoa! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent.
1: Dating Dating a white guy with dreadlocks, and I'm just like, really? Really? The white guy with dreadlocks can see. I can see okay, I can the, see the progression. Is...
0: I can see the progression of John Hastings to white guy with dreadlocks. It was, let me tell you, <laughs> I
1: broke up with that person because I quoted... I, I, we broke up because she was like, hey, let's hang out. And I was like, nah, I do stand-up at night. And she was like, well, I don't want to hang out with you at 11.30 at night. And I'm like, well, I'll right. seeing you then. I remember, yeah, right. seeing, <laughs>
0: I remember seeing Catherine Bohart do a bit, and I, and I was just like, why is that so viscerally real was just if you want a day at a comedian you have to get used to sex in the afternoon (laughs) it's just like oh yeah (laughs) it's such a good bit
1: (laughs) sex in the afternoon i i've never been an afternoon sex man late at night what are we doing let's go for dinner at midnight what are we doing i
2: love it i I remember when i was uh uh i think i was like 19 and i hooked up with this girl was like 27 or something and thank you thank you <laughs> and um we ended up we ended up hooking up like a few times and she um i remember she was like i love having sex in the afternoon and i was like that's interesting like why and she said because there's so many other things i should be doing
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what i kind I, of get I that don't... feeling even just when you when i masturbate i'm just like yeah i should be doing other things but that yeah. makes this better <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: um my new year's resolution was by the way which is and i do this so much less than i used to but have you ever had that situation where you're like i need to be out of the house in 10 minutes for some reason i feel very compelled to knock one out right now <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah And my new year's resolution was to to, to uh uh knock that on the head because a friend of mine who i was like wow you could not do that anymore if you can't not do that anymore i cannot do that anymore <laughs> so i've stopped doing it but it's it, it, such a thrill Whew, let's do it baby yeah
0: <laughs> Um I hurt myself while I was laughing just now. <laughs> oh, that's so much better than what I thought that sentence was gonna be.
3: <laughs>
0: but it's making me laugh more and it hurts. <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I've just like something's just pulled in my rib cage and then. To- oh then yeah, classic
2: laugh injury. Classic Actually, laugh injury. Were you trying injury. to flick
1: your bean during the program and subtly no. sly? Were you trying to turn this into OnlyFans? Madam, this is not I'm always an trying
0: OnlyFans. to turn this into OnlyFans. Um so I, I Chris, do you
1: have an OnlyFans? I'm on, no, but I'm on,
2: uh, uh, I've been, I've been playing on Bumble lately and um, I saw this, like this, there's a, uh, uh, there was like a picture of like very attractive woman. And then like the little bio thing was, uh, it, catch me on, catch my Only Homies page. Cause I guess you can't put OnlyFans on there. Cause they'll like, oh, it'll be right. like advertising. Okay. So they search for it. So she changed it to Only Homies. And, um, and then it was like the address for it. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And then um and then as I was going through other people, it was like different pictures, same message, same page.
3: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, what weird. a weird, like fishing.
1: The even thing. crazier one is I know a bunch of people that have um how do I say this? Girls on their on dating apps will be like, Hey, I'm an OnlyFans model, I need a dong to blow on camera. What are you doing? We'll mm-hmm. have like the date and time. Yeah, you're reading this between this time wow. and this time message, and like, let's see if, and oh it my is. God. Let me just say, um, that is a level I... of transaction that I'm like, like, first of all, imagine being an open mic comedian and then
0: heading on. I over guarantee and doing some you, there are some porn. comedians who have done this.
1: Uh, he,
2: he won't he won't mind me saying this because he was very public about it. Eshan Akbar.
0: Ishan, oh, I love that. I
2: Eshan Akbar. That would go on and his whole page was just an ad for his stand-up i think it was on tinder and it was just an ad for his stand-up and then he would like pitch shows to people that he matched with
0: i know i meant oh, no. that there are That's some comedians we who would about. lend their
2: dick yeah. oh lend their dick oh other way around okay I, yeah, I thought you meant that they would like do it and be like i need you in my audience thursday at p.m.
3: first of all I there was
0: are comedians so who shocked. have lent their dick i was yeah, so shocked that's why i we were more shocked first of all i was like my,
1: <laughs> um, good for you no no but first of all ashley so if you, do, if is you not haven't realized his dick to no, i his
0: talking no not just that i know
1: okay
0: just to clarify yeah. that bottom yeah, not line. that i know
1: actually yeah. you do not know these comedians because they are not in britain but i okay. know comedians who have definitely stunt dicked in nice some-
0: yeah, that's taking, dicking, stunt yeah. dicking. Yeah. Why that I, phrase? Why do I love a, that phrase?
2: There was a uh, there's a there's one woman on Bumble, and I was like, I recognize this woman. Why do maybe I recognize he's celebrity. her? He's celebrity. And then I read her bio, and she was like, happily married, ethically non-monogamous. Uh, we'll get to know each other, and then like for some sex, maybe some group stuff, uh, and then if we're really comfortable, then maybe do some stuff on camera. And I was like, that's where it is she makes a lot of amateur porn that I have enjoyed. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I couldn't swipe right fast enough. I was like, yes. That's so <laughs>
1: funny. That Has she gotten back so in touch? Funny. Are you going to go for it?
2: I haven't, haven't matched. haven't matched. So, you know, what are you going to do? I don't want to be on camera, but I would definitely like to have sex with her.
1: Of course. Who, would? <laughs> yeah. say yeah. this. Who doesn't want to have sex with someone you're attracted to? That's, right? that's the whole
0: purpose.
3: 100%. Uh, yeah
0: this is just hitting a nerve (laughs) (laughs) i'm i just i need to get laid um
1: (laughs) actually you're about to go work at a comedy club let me say this right now you can make that happen
0: there i could but i don't like having sex with people i don't actually know very well um
1: Oh well, then you are in the wrong industry, know, madam. It
0: madam, you are work in very well. You are um, in show
1: business. It is the lifeblood of show business. I, is gossip and <laughs> poning. P- 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 I
0: tried to line up two sexual uh, potentials last night for. The Was it with me
1: week. and Chris? And it didn't work because we didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> we
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what that message meant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not going to say no, I'm a I, one of them is the one that it's been for a while. And is that what
2: one you one meant by headshots?
3: yeah
0: <laughs> i took new headshots yeah. yeah uh they're actually for my only fans uh, <laughs> um i will just say this my new headshots fucking slap and i'm so excited nice. and Good i just them. need to i need to edit them a little bit and then Whoa. put them up um just mostly the editing is just that i had a green screen up and it just didn't i couldn't get it non-creased enough so oh. i'm just gonna try and tidy it up um and then, uh, but yeah, I'm really happy with them. Um, but yeah, so one of them is somebody who's it's been for a little while. And then the other one is that guy that I wasn't sure if it was the date or not. You told oh, me you yeah. texted God. I texted him. The date still hasn't happened. But I got, I sent him a message to be like, let's try and make this happen. Hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I'm in this really frustrating place where I'm kind of semi talking to a few different people, but nothing's actually going anywhere and it's really pissing me off and I think I think I have like two dates lined up during the fringe and let me say this
1: you're in a dry spell but you're lining yourself and then you're going to get yourself into what I would like to call a gushy spell yeah. yeah, yeah, the also, dam's gonna burst. It's gonna also, goosh everywhere.
0: Well, we also expected that for this for the fringe last year, and I only had sex with one person. During the fringe the last month, year was very, so very sad, and everyone was, was pretending it,
1: it wasn't sad. This year, if you're up there and you're like, "This is much harder," I'm literally gonna be like, "Well, then you're a fucking idiot for not knowing that," and so people yeah. are just gonna um, get
0: after yeah. it. We'll see. Uh,
1: what is great? Yeah, it's still going to be a very sad, tough festival. Literally, yeah, a new different Edinburgh director passed away. Yes. So new a new batch of people get to be the saddest people ever. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? What happened with the Edinburgh director? Uh Adam Brace passed away about a month ago, Chris. Okay. Um, do you know who that is? No. <laughs> uh alex edelman's director alfie brown's director he was very big within the soho theater oh, okay so when theater.
2: when you said edinburgh director i thought you meant like the director of the fringe oh no, no.
1: no. and that Probably
2: was what i was gonna be oh, okay yeah no i heard i heard about that yeah, okay, so, yeah that's
1: yeah. why i was like yeah. how did you not hear about this yeah yeah are you one of those people that actually doesn't read chortle when they say they don't read chortle? oh yeah <laughs>
2: genuinely i don't know and garrett millerick is my is my in to all things comedy industry in the uk <laughs>
1: Jim McGee is mine. Like, it feels like yeah. I have a guy that I yeah. like, I don't read it, but like, what do I need to know? Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'll just walk into a room and I'll be like, Garrett, who's here? And I'll be like, they run this. This is that. This is the other. And I go dope. I don't need to know these things. I got you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. So intense. So intense. Oh, it's very good.
0: I am
1: looking forward.
0: I have one minute.
2: To do what? Actually hit it hit us, close us out oh, with one hot minute.
1: Ashley, that's what I want to know. Where are you working tonight? Are you working in town or are you going to the other location? Right now, are you doing stand-up? What are you doing? I'm do doing stand-up.
0: To... I'm uh no, I'm not doing stand-up, sorry. I'm working at the stand. I'm I'm teching red roll. Oh, Whoa, ho, 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 off, who's
2: closing? Who's who's the new who's the new hot? I
0: actually do closing 20 20 today. Um I, I'm gonna say this right now. You're
1: you're gonna be tech the technician of an open mic comedy show actually mm-hmm. if you and i and i, I have so much
0: words, power the power of playing people off is so want fun to get
1: <laughs> filled by a loser you can do that tonight 100% oh my,
0: my hair is all curled I did this by yeah. the way this was done for the headshots Took two hours to make my hair look like this.
2: Absurd! <laughs> Shave your head and now. <laughs> well, you're gonna go
1: happening. to Glasgow, yeah. and, and a overly thin man who yeah. smokes is gonna breathe into it it's
3: while.
0: Curly. Po- 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 now po- I will say po- it's, po- it's po- like if it has slightly fallen out. It was really tight earlier, um, mm. and it, it looks great in the photos. it, looks yeah. it was worth the two hours. It looks really, really
2: good. Good, 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 good. She well, in, enjoy happy getting, getting happy your back blown day. out by an open micer. Actually have a great time
1: um if oh no you won't be there i was gonna say like we're gonna be recording for the next 25 minutes 27 minutes if you get to the stand in that time can you let us know i will get
0: to the stand i have to be there in 10 minutes
1: okay perfect okay when you get to the stand i want you to message us and let us know if there's any hotties that you want to do the naughties with
0: on the lineup sure <laughs> i will do that but can you rank yeah. the
1: lineup in terms of attractiveness can you look at the lineup and let us know how many tens
3: 9s I,
0: I, I do i do all, <laughs> i do the feedback that gets sent out for the retro acts i should do it all based on how much i want to fuck them yes, but not actually uh refer to that like don't yes, yes. make it that can, can obvious can you make
1: attractive <laughs> notes and i want you to give them each a nickname we're not going to know who these people are i I'm, I'm going to do this. Um, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Ashley, finally, ladies and gentlemen, a woman is objectifying open micers. We did it. Yay.
3: This is.
0: I'm basically just going to be doing what has been done to women at Red Raw for years. Like, yeah, exactly. Did, you guys yeah. Have, did I ever tell you guys the feedback I got at one of my first Red Raws in Glasgow?
2: Was it, is it great ass? Was yeah. Was it just that?
0: <laughs> the feedback was, the sex stuff was overplayed and gratuitous
2: oh yeah Not yeah you have told us that ridiculous that it's sounds like day that day sounds like someone day. who wanted to bang and wasn't yeah. wasn't allowed to bang
1: i mean yeah. glasgow is a city that fucks too i'm gonna say this is, of all of yeah, all the uk it's cities, a horny city oh it's horny yeah Spe- actually good luck probably why uh, it suits
0: me so well okay gotta go yeah. Bye. all
1: right see ya Bye. Oh yeah, now it's just the men. You know what that means? Time to get the cocks out and really talk about politics and work. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was just working. I was just using some wood to turn a tree into a shelf. I know how to do that. Nice a saw, hammers, nice. a penis, all that sort of stuff. I
2: got a uh, speaking of work. I got a. I got a written warning at the restaurant I work at
1: oh my god, how many written warnings have you got at a restaurants you worked at? I don't think I've worked at a restaurant without getting at least two, and let me tell you what they never like when you get a written warning is when you let them know, if you think this is going to correct the behavior, you do not understand someone that needs money, but, like, guess again, go ahead, what was your written Wait, warning?
2: I've never gotten one before, I've been in trouble oh. before obviously, but I've never worked in places where they're like,
1: we're going to write this oh, down oh, and yeah. <laughs> it <is.
2: laughs> so it just made me laugh, I was like are you fucking, so all that happened was I wrote down the starting time of a different shift on this shift by accident. And so I was getting ready to leave the house. I was supposed to start at nine. I wrote down eleven for some reason. I was getting ready to leave the house. I got a call being like, Where the fuck are you? And I was like, Oh, I started eleven. They're like, No, you start at nine. I said, Oh shit, I'm, I'm on my way. And so I was there in the amount of time it takes me to get there. And then later and then later in the shift, she's like, Chris, can I can I talk to you? And she had this whole thing just typed oh. out. And yeah, was embarrassed maybe sign it and she's like i'm gonna take a picture of it we'll file it and we'll give you a physical copy i was like this isn't fucking morgan stanley like what the hell are we doing here
3: this is i I just i'm I'm just
2: charming and then carry eggs from the kitchen to the people that's all i do what the fuck do you think i care about
1: this this is the thing this is the thing that always never i never understood working in restaurants which was the person that was like this is like a career and it's like this is like a career In Mm. that I'm going to stop doing it within a year. So for this year, it is my career if we were going to use that word incorrectly.
2: Also, like, I I never understood people that took restaurant manager jobs. I've been offered them a bunch of times over the years. I always turned it down because it's like, where are you going to go, bro? What's the, what's the, where's the ladder? Where's the success ladder? You don't climb from manager of restaurant to owner of restaurant. No. Like, what's the plan? Just keep making money on the floor. Just make your cash. I earn so much more than you do I and you that. give me written warnings.
1: It's the funniest thing. So if it's a dude, it's because they want to fuck 19 year olds and they need some semblance of power. And
2: yeah, I've seen that. Yep.
1: And if it's a lady, I literally do not know what they're doing. I always, cause it's always someone where I'm like, you are way smarter and can be doing any other job. Like you do not only should you do you not need to be here. You should not be here.
2: Yeah. And she's like, listen, she's not made for this. Like, she can't be a server. She has terrible people skills. Uh, I watched her serve a table once, and they immediately asked to complain to someone who happened to be her, which was so funny to watch. Oh, yes, uh, <laughs> just terrible with people. Just shouldn't be in this industry. Should be somewhere else. Um, but like, knows everything about the restaurant and works hard and whatever. But it's just like, listen, you're taking a, you're taking a stance. You're taking a paper idea into a people industry. Yeah, and you gotta shift those fucking marks lady
1: it's also this thing of this is gonna sound rude but silicon valley has fucked a lot of industries because it's like we'll bring synergy streamline it and it's like madam you're in the restaurant industry three of these men are uh criminals they've never been caught because they're very Mm being criminals
2: and there's a reason they're back of house because they want to stay not caught
1: oh by the way Uh, I wouldn't give them a written warning because that just shows them that you know how to write and they will need that. Do they know how to write?
2: Do you think that's their real name? Yeah. Can you possibly be that naive?
1: (laughs) I remember when one of the cooks at a restaurant I worked at kept smoking crack in the public bathroom. Great. uh, And that is because he thought it was disrespectful to smoke crack in the staff room because that's where we keep our clothes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I remember the manager I, I kind of the love restaurant.
1: that. I, listen, Mike was a great guy. Sometimes <laughs> you want to smoke crack at work. It's not what I want to do, but like mm-hmm. I goof off in different ways. <laughs> and I remember the manager in the kitchen while Mike was slicing stuff. And the manager was trying to be like, you have to stop smoking crack in the public bathroom. People can smell the crack smoke. And he was like, and I remember and I'm on Mike's side here. He's going." That's fair, but I would like an acknowledgement that I'm not doing it in the staff room, which would be (laughs) rude. And that's right there. That's working in a restaurant right there. Why is he taking that stand? Sir, it's a crackhead. What do you don't? You've made the mistake of being in the restaurant industry. That's where these guys are. You're the crazy one.
2: And I love that uh, uh, my brother was working in um, uh, like cement forms, concrete forms for a while.
1: Another. This is another uh, waste industry.
2: One hundred percent. And what he said was, and this is what I love about the industry and, and his bosses there is the way they adapted to their reality. Is they got for I think they were getting paid monthly or something. And so what would happen is he this guy was a great worker. This is my brother, this is another guy. Great yeah. worker. Uh all throughout the month. They would get paid, he would disappear for about four days, and <laughs> and then he was, he was off smoking crack. He was spending his money on all, all that crack. And then he would get back and then just be a great worker for the rest of the month. And my, my brother, asked, like, what the fuck is that? And they were like, oh, that's just Tony. You know, he just, he goes, he, he's got to smoke his crack. Start of the month. Got to get that crack in. And then he's uh, one of our best employees. So we just, you know, you just take yeah. the good with the bad. <laughs> yeah. Welcome another, to this industry.
1: Another guy in that kitchen used to shout through the kitchen when there was a pretty lady he would try and shout at her and get her to come into the kitchen so we could ask her out on a date. (laughs) No, but my question to all of you is how did he keep his job? Well, first of all, he was the head chef, so you're not firing him and he makes the rules. So what are you going to
3: fucking do?
2: (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Also, you know how hard it is to get dependable people to work in a kitchen. If the worst thing they're doing, if they're showing up on time and cooking the food, right you're gonna let them smoke crack in the public bathroom
1: first of all that guy was not smoking crack that guy's name was garfield and he looked down on mike and he would say things like that guy's a piece of shit well you know Harvard, didn't, fire him, when, though. didn't fire him they didn't have higher firepower. it was a really weird system so what it was was mm-hmm. it was a restaurant called anton and james in montreal it's not shut down um and they were the sons of the people that owned the nice rubens where leonard cohen always ate Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, and also they were two Greek guys. They were two Greek sons that were a year apart. So they fucking hated each other. And one of them literally thought he was Jesus Christ. And the other one thought he was Jesus Christ, but had a shithead imposter older brother. And they <laughs> owned a restaurant. And so they took a bunch of like the chefs from Rubens and brought them over here. So mm-hmm. they brought them from this giant industrial. Like I went in that kitchen, like it was a full floor of a building, like professional cook. And then they mm. said three psychos over to this coffee shop that made gourmet fast lunches and garfield was made it was a sous chef at rubens and that was the king of anton and james but they were like we cannot give this man higher firepower because he will <laughs> fire everyone and keep all their paychecks which was a plan he told me about and i went "That's a pretty good idea um and so they brought in other people and then the manager would have to fire those guys but also like it was like a manager who was like a classic like like odd relative of the owners that didn't really ever work in the restaurant industry, trying to deal with pirates.
3: Great.
2: Love it. Oh, love man. it. It's every, in every like pirate movie or, uh, even like life aquatic with Steve Zissou, where they have the bank stooge. They always take like a, a, a Excel spreadsheet person. Oh, yeah, and you try to put them in charge of, I'm, I want that. And I'm taking it. People. Uh, what do you want me to do? fuck you and those people me you <laughs> and, they, um, and it never works and watching them slowly lose their mind or flip and become pirates this is the thing is this a remarkable thing, thing to watch because I've ruined I've watched people just become new people and not in a good way not in a life destroying way but in a like you were on a path to become something pretty conventionally successful I'm and sure. now you will wander the fringes
1: a lady, I think what happened was he got so driven crazy by the uh, misbehavior of the kitchen is he started being like really fucking aggressive towards the female staff members, including one of mm-hmm. them left, and her boyfriend showed up at lunch and said, I'm going to fucking kill you, man. And what was even better, and then they got into a big argument in the uh, manager's office. I don't know I was in the kitchen doing the dressings, you had to fill this thing of dressings. And I remember oh, Garfield oh, oh, yeah. full, fully not cooking, just being like... uh and he went john this problem is you let that guy in the building someone shows up angry at you you make him stand outside and i just remember being like that's such a good point why yeah. like, you don't let you don't let someone angry at you in the building i was mm-hmm. like god it. <laughs> it's why i think everyone should work in a restaurant is you get you pick up like you want to become street smarts work in a kitchen for 1 year you've got mm-hmm. it all you'll be able to identify all types of drug addicts pretty quickly yep. is that guy on coke no he's sleepy that's that means he has leveled up time Mm -hmm. to keep your wallet on your person yeah
2: (laughs) that was one of the great like um i might actually go back and read it because i haven't read it in years but um kitchen confidential book is one of the like maybe the truest book about the service industry i've ever read i've read a lot of them and that was that was the one where i was like i've never even worked in a kitchen i've always been front of house but have you just reading i was like no i never worked in a kitchen
1: Okay, what he has the be- the thing that he mastered the best of is just the fucking ca- so there's a what I what I like is he really gives credit for how immigrant driven that industry mm-hmm. is. whatever city you're yeah. in I don't care what the cuisine is if it's up to a certain level if you walk back there it's just gonna be a but like in in Montreal it's Bengalis um, um, some people from South America but it's like Bengalis Indians Pakistanis Greeks. I got I, I got to just
2: cut it with a stop before I lose it, and then and then we'll go back <laughs> to your thing. But it was I. So I was working at Go West Fest for my buddies with that Amazon uh, booth thing. I ran to a hamburger place on Dundas. Um, that's kind of like like a little like bougie, but like just priest still just burger.
1: Stupid burger priest.
2: No, it was it was hamburgers something. I don't know. But um, I went in. The three people serving. It's an open kitchen just in the back, Buckingham. and uh, the three people serving these like very pretty, very nice white girls. And then the kitchen's literally that's right there. Is. There's no missing it. All people of color. Every of single one front of house, all pretty white girls, all the be- all the people working. And some of the people working in the kitchen were also just pretty, but they were women of color. So get on that grill. Yep. <laughs> this is a bad look, guys.
3: This so is so bad, bad.
1: Like what the fuck? Also, but sorry, you,
2: but you were saying about uh, Kitchen Confidential. We're I just
1: love how much they like. They he literally was like, "If you're cooking in New York, my first suggestion would be to learn Spanish because that's who cook." Like, <laughs> yeah. And he also has a great point. Is he goes? By the way, he goes. You want to know how those people rise through the ranks? Is they show up at my door at 18 and go, "I'd like to be a dishwasher," mm-hmm. and then they walk in and they wash dishes really fast and don't complain. And yeah. what is important about the lesson is in cooking there isn't a like this is hard and it's like yeah man that guy's on crack and everyone ordered the same thing and i i don't know how to cook i just lied to that guy like
3: yeah
1: (laughs) it's like it's like what goes on what goes on behind behind the scenes of every restaurant chaos to the level that you the first thing you would think if you were aware of the chaos is Mm -hmm. i hope these guys aren't anywhere near my food
2: (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's also that's like a western thing because like if you go like if you go to like from what I've heard, I was talking to a Jamaican friend, and she was like, "It makes me laugh how stressed people are in restaurants here in Jamaica. You just wait.
1: Yeah, that's the
2: difference. <laughs> you just you sit down, and the food it'll come, but God knows when." Your friend God also knows. is
1: not making uh, making a point. She's not allowing for something which is Jamaican food is yeah. so good that you could wait an hour, and when they put it in front of you, you can be like, "These motherfuckers have done it yeah. again."
2: Yeah, but also it's like it's part of the culture, just like, hey, we're going to stay here. Sometimes the person who's supposed to be cooking sits at your table and just talks to you instead of making your food.
1: I don't go in for that. I got to tell you that I will <laughs> snap. I fucking hate the East Coast of Canada. I fucking hate it because of how slow the customer service is. Mm. Like, I there was a restaurant in Moncton, New Brunswick where I know they remember me because I walked in. I literally just wanted to get a sandwich to go. And just take it back to my room it was minus 48 outside it was so cold i had an enclosed patio doing gigs in canada so i've been smoking weed in the daytime it was a great time i just it was like i i was having some me moments and i remember when i ordered it i went hey i don't want to be rude but can we like bring that out in a timely manner so like the sandwich is hot and and the person was like, what? And I was like, I don't want to be rude. I just, I don't live in the East Coast and you guys really do a lot of talking and I just really need that sandwich. And like, I could see her eye, Like, it was like, I just walked in and it was there like. There is no
2: surer way to get a cold sandwich than what you just said.
1: Piping hot and delicious. And I think it was done for spite. Yeah. Because <laughs> in Toronto, you're hundred percent correct. But in the yeah. East Coast, they have to acknowledge in the East Coast of Canada, they take their sweet ass fucking time. For no fucking reason. Like, the amount of times you'll just see this in a fucking Maritimes restaurant in Canada. They're holding your beverage, just talking to some fuck. Yes. Bring me my drink.
2: Why That's you? that? I mean, when I was bartending, that drove me fucking nuts. I'd, I'd, like, work hard to make a drink really nice and then just watch a waiter stand next to it oh, while the ice melted or the martini warmed up. And I was like, just fucking put it down. You You have so little to do just carry this one fucking thing i swear to god
1: here's a phrase that i have said to people and let me tell you and this was a phrase i've said to people at the Edinburgh festival and no one likes it because it is one of the cuntiest sentences you can say (laughs) but it gets the point across so perfectly which is you look at someone in the face and go i'm gonna need you to do my best not your best and no one likes to hear that wow but it conveys the truth (laughs) yeah (laughs) and does it work has that worked out I mean, it it works in that the job improves and they do much better. I then get yelled at by our agent for making his staff cry during the Edinburgh Festival, which I mm-hmm. then say, well, if they were doing a better job, they would not be crying. Which he then says, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You need to say these things in a more constructive manner. And then I say, no, oh, you don't understand. I choose what I say very carefully. I did that on purpose. Then he goes, well, they're going to be pretty angry at you. And I went, Okay. And then I show up the next day, I give everyone candy and then they're like, John's so nice. And I was like, yeah, yeah cause I'm not, I'm not a cunt all the time, but when you fuck up, I'm going to fucking call you on it. stupid fucking England. England yeah. is a nation built up. We better be going angry at that guy. Why? Well, he did the thing he said he was going to do and we can't be angry at someone for actually doing something wrong. So fuck them. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm is enjoying he being able to be just, uh, uh, just honest with people now and have them take it that way. That's been a nice, new thing with Mm. canada as opposed to the uk where it was like what do you mean you just told me what you think
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I know like i sure remember a broken record but at this point like the english society like when boris johnson just quit parliament because Mm. they were like we're gonna make him resign and he, he quits in a huff and he's back in the polls and his popularity is starting to grow in corners of the toy party i'm like if they put him back in power you're done you're done Every English mm-hmm. person, I, I'm putting you all on blast. If you are English, if Boris Johnson in my lifetime becomes the prime minister again, you all are never not going to be called losers by me to your face. You are losers. You are loser. Oh, my family's there. Take your family and leave. You can you can get refugee status in any other country. England is done. Scotland, Wales, get the saws. Your islands now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Get a I sense think- of the future. That's what I want for the British people. I was thinking about this the other day. I've talked about it before, but I think about it a lot. I was walking down the street and I was thinking about England and just how how obsessed with the past they are and how they have literally no concept of what their future will look. Not even a hope. Not even a hope for the future. At least there's like Scottish people who are like, independence one day. We've got these oil reserves. We could do that. So when they they're thinking about it, you know, there's ideas going. I have never heard an English person genuinely talk about an idea for the future of that country ever
1: i i love what you're saying and here's what i think the future of england should be invaded by ireland and they switch roles for 100 years that's england's punishment ireland's in charge ireland gets inside what even better france takes it oh
2: france just takes england and takes all the resources that they're good that they're going to like take like 30% of the resources that they siphon out of the UK and just invest it in Ireland.
1: Oh, that would, f- oh my God. How do we make that happen? Here's God, a- I, I got to tell you, if fucking Macron was smart and wants to end those strikes, he just gets on a balcony and goes, my friends, here's what we are going to do. Yes, you must work until you're 67 but with that extra income, we will use it to invade England and make them yeah. only there One second, And literally all of France would go, "we." like it would be, and also it would be, it would be the exact opposite of Russia invaded Ukraine. If France invaded England, the entire international community would be like, Fucking sick! Like, no. No, are they using muskets? <laughs> that guy's also, dressed like reeks
3: oh, God
1: damn! Excuse me, excuse me. Are there are a bunch of guys dressed as reeks storming the cliffs of Dover. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. have guns and they're winning. Like, yeah, they just keep tickling the cops and the cops drop their guns and run. They just have sweet little bellies, sweet yeah. little bellies. Uh, the French have taken London without a shot fired. Uh, they just started speaking French, and all the English people just didn't know how that could happen in England, and have left. <laughs> I um, I do want an apology for Brexit. There are a few people that I specifically remember saying to me, they were like, "There's no way Brexit will be that bad. We're England. We figure shit out." And it is so yeah. bad. And I want an apology. I want a yeah. fucking apology.
2: Well, their suffering will count.
1: No, uh, does Doesn't count. Does not count. Because you know what English people love doing, Chris?
2: Not apologizing. Suffering. Yeah, they fucking love it, bro. They love it.
1: They would be really, they'd be great. If France uh, invaded and took over England for 100 years, for those 100 years, every English person would be like, we did it. Finally, a reason to complain. We did it. (laughs) Reason (laughs) to be upset. We
3: got (laughs) them. We did it.
1: I don't like those guys. I uh, And I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there July 20th to July 30th in England doing a variety of music festivals. And I'll head up to the Edinburgh Festival, where I assume we will be doing the last Edinburgh Festival. I am very hopeful that the mm. awards do not come back. I think that that would be the greatest thing that ever happened. Can you, can you talk us through
2: uh, the lack of awards and what that means?
1: It means,
2: okay. Tell us, tell us how it happened. Or if they've given an explanation for how it happened, and then and do you know
1: do you know this saga at all?
2: I I know the s- not the smallest snippets. I haven't been paying attention. This, I've just this seen this parts is the of it. Is
1: I've only gotten it through talking to people, and I think I actually just read the Chortle article because I was interested. So basically, what it means is there is always the main award and the best new cover. They mm-hmm. are always sponsored because the main award gets ten, newcomer gets five, and I think they That's also awesome. pay <laughs> pay the panel. Mm-hmm. They always have to get corporate sponsorship for a while. It was the, um, if dot thing, it was like Mm -hmm. that travel
2: famously. It was
1: the Perrier. It was the Dave's comedy award. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now Dave has been like, well, we're not sponsoring this because this festival is not making TV stars because we are, it's an arts festival. That's like very specific. And it's kind of like a genre unto itself and why we can't translate this to middle of the road like evening television blows my mind it's like because you're shopping for milk at a hardware store gentlemen i don't want to be rude
2: how dave hasn't started their own comedy festival actual comedy festival is crazy to me
1: i mean i think it probably is because they don't have that much like it's like those things are a lot more expensive than you realize Mm -hmm. especially also like in the uk and also probably the comedy central uh, festival looms large which may i just say this again what a great payday really from la Covered. I literally paid off all my Edinburgh debts and had fifty pounds left over, and I had a nice meal. And I Very nice for three days. That was one. That was one of those fucking badass. That was that was really in the window where Brexit had not affected the UK economy, and I was living in the mm-hmm. states. And the they was oh it was that was a real fun time.
2: But so so they're so they're gone because there's so no they're gone. Sponsors. They're currently
1: looking for new sponsorship, and I'm hoping they're gone. And here's why I'm hoping they're gone is. At that festival, it creates a competition. And it literally, within the comedian's minds, they walk away thinking that was a complete and total waste of time because a panel of 12 people did not put them on a very political... This is not bitter, but it's like, no one just gets nominated for an award just because the show is good. That is part of the whole thing. It also was aesthetically pleasing. Were they the best they could be compared to everyone else? The five or ten times the judges Mm -hmm. came? Plus,
2: were they the thing that people were talking about? Like, conversation is so important. If your name is out there, then that's 60% of the job.
1: Very much a helpful part of it. Also, by the way, are they getting good numbers? Because if you'll notice, shows, so, the comedians suddenly take a step up when they suddenly, they go from playing for three people every day at the Ember Festival to suddenly getting good numbers. Mm. Um, and like, And that's just the sort of story. And then at the end of the festival, there are these awards, and one person wins, five people are nominated, and then we're left with this perception that the rest of us had no reason to go there, which mm-hmm. I've always hated. Because, by the way, name who was nominated last year, people at the I have to do this so often at the beginning of this festival, yeah. because there are the a amount of people stressed, where I have to go, who are the other nominees? Yeah. I had to say this to someone who had been nominated, Yeah, and they went, oh, I was nominated. I went... <laughs> It was a few years. It wasn't the year before, but it was just one of those ones where I was like, "Jesus, bro!" Uh, and all of that potentially could be gone. And I think that is so good because the United the UK is was cre- the UK comedy system is basically this series of pressure cookers. Mm. come Over here and feel like you're failing. Head over there and feel like you're failing. Mm. And I feel like this is something to release some of that pressure. And I'm so hoping it happens. I really, really do.
2: Yeah, that would be yeah because it's. <laughs> Otherwise, if you take that like panic of like, when do you have panel in? How you know, is well, the long list is coming out, and there's like too many people are worried about it because they're not going to be a part of it. And then even people that know that they're not going to be a part of it feel kind of shitty
1: completely. Also, there's the, a and lot it's of cool- like, we're here to have
2: fun and do our shows and maybe make some connections i've always left edinburgh with more work than i came in with which is like nice i take that as a win um i stopped losing money in the last few years i would either break even or make like a little bit of cash which is crazy um i always left with more fans than i came with that was a success to me but there was also the like i didn't really get that many reviews um i didn't like one year someone told me i was like long-listed for the versus the audience show but I never had that like confirmed, and I didn't know it made me feel like weird, and I didn't know what was going on.
1: Here's so it was, I can tell you, if you were long listed, did you have yeah. a couple of shows where there were a bunch of people holding folders in your crowd?
2: Uh, I have no idea. It was okay. uh, it was years ago. Yeah, I have uh, no idea.
1: But um, I did, I but it was it
2: was someone who would know. It was someone okay. who would know. Um, that because as
1: a twice long listed bad boy, mm-hmm. how I know how I've known both times is you walk into your show and you're like. Why do eleven people have the same folder on their lap?
2: Why do they carry it with? Why don't they have because a bag,
1: list, and notes? And they just don't think, because they're going from show to show. Was the one one of them was that, and then the other yeah. time was uh, our agent literally just showed up five minutes before the show, walked into the room, then walked up to me and went, "You need to be really good tonight." And I went, <laughs> "All right, well, which one of the judges is in, Brett?" And he went, "All yes. of them. They're all in there." And then he walked away, and I went, I'm good." <laughs> That one was last year, had them in all the way up till the final Sunday, and then... not. Nah, but who gives a shit? Because it was also like, there is nothing you can do to control that, the amount of other elements that are going in your favor. It's fucking yeah. crazy. I don't know if this is true. I have been told by... I've been told by one Irishman now dead that there used to be some pretty intense manipulation going on on those panels, mm-hmm. but, you know, that guy, that guy believed in a bit of the conspiracy of history when it came to stand-up comedy, so occasionally I sort of think... Was it rigged or did you just want someone else to win,
3: Paul? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but hopefully there's no awards
2: this year. Hopefully oh. there's none ever again um, because it's not helpful and it doesn't help anything. Just take the money that you would have spent on that and put it into something that actually helps acts instead well, of hitting, them the f- hitting us against each other.
1: I also don't think Edinburgh is going to be going back to what it is. I think things change. And the thing that the UK is very bad at is acknowledging something is over
2: Mm. And oh, really, on, the UK
1: and we, bad enough? Yeah. It's weird. Is you would think that a country that processed being an empire and then mm-hmm. moving on to not being an empire would be able to apply that same level of introspection to other did areas of Did they move the on, culture. John? Did they move on? Oh, Chris, perhaps you did not know about my new nickname, sarcastic John. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, well, sarcastic John and literal Chris, I have a breakfast burrito right there. The aroma has been filling my noses for some time. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to wrap this up. This is another week in the UTS um, week. It's Wednesday. Um, Ashley is hopefully rating open micers via the level of attractiveness.
3: Mm -hmm. That was nice
1: to her do that bit. Not a problem. Having us do that bit. Oh, well, we'd be fired. (laughs) We'd be fired from a job that we don't have.
2: It's very fun. It's like how people will still um, like if you and I put on a dress for a bit, then people would be mad. But if you put like a biker in a dress for a bit, then they're like, that's enough juxtaposition that will allow it.
1: I completely agree. I'm going to say yeah. this and I've said it before and I'll say it again. All that super conservative Christians need to figure out is that the gay community holds the secrets to making those beards look luscious. And I think that we can end this whole thing pretty quickly. We need to stop focusing on what divides us And we need to start focusing on what unites us. I know that you like shooting guns and eating meat. Be friends with this guy and he will tell you what booze pairs with that meat. And you can impress a lady and then finger pop her near some logs.
2: There you go. He probably knows some very good products for taking care of your uh, wooden uh, uh, nut hilts. Those are on swords. Stocks for guns. What's the back part?
1: I don't know. I don't know that much about gun. The trigger part. I, I think
2: imagine... it's a stock. You know it's the part that like stalk? goes into your shoulder if you're using a rifle, like for hunting. I think it would be. I think that's a stock.
1: Is that the barrel? I think you're talking no, about the barrel.
2: That's the part that shoots the thing.
1: Oh, I put that in my shoulder. I have shot myself a few times. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey. Makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I like, uh, keep, we... I like to keep the part. I like to keep a bunch of bullets in my mouth and then run when I'm ever near a gun. I like to keep a bunch of. Oh yeah. Hold some grenades. No pins. Hold my grip strong. <laughs>
2: I like that. I put one bullet in my mouth and then I get a friend to punch me in the stomach. So
1: I shoot it out that way. Um, um, So I went to school. I know we need to wrap this up. We'll wrap it up in a second. I'll tell this story, which is like uh, I went to a high school, right? In the suburbs in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So I Mm -hmm. went to school with some genuinely terrifying human beings, Mm -hmm. uh, one of whom was the son of a police officer. uh, And that police officer was one of the drunkest adults I ever remember seeing as a kid. Great. Only person I ever remember seeing holding a beer, picking up their kid from school. Ooh, not great, bro. Uh, that guy is. Uh, that guy went on to the uh, the. That kid went on to participate in a uh, what was ruled as a murder while being a bouncer at a bar in Ottawa. Um, yeah and uh anyway someone was like oh, i remember going to his birthday party once and i remember he went after we played pin the tail on the donkey that kid just took out a, a a bullet with a nail and a hammer and then said let me show you what i like to do and then just took us into the garage and he just hit the back of the nail pick the back of the bullet with the the nail and he went nothing happened and then he went i think one day something's gonna happen and he went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely terrifying Every, I think about that guy. Yeah. Now a contractor. That guy's now a general contractor in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. If you're doing some home building in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, get in contact with me, and I will tell you if it is that guy. If it is that guy, fire him.
2: <laughs> mm, hide your bullets. Yeah, change uh, locks. <laughs> uh, go eat your breakfast burrito. Uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next Sunday.
1: Next Sunday for fun day. But first, did we even start the show today? We did
2: not start the show. We forgot right, to start well, the show again. Started this way. Hey,
3: cool-ass hey, oh, Paul oh, Newman. Oh.
2: Goddamn, so handsome. Just crazy. A little of that? Oh, I'm dead. Sorry, Chris. And <laughs> let's
3: start the show. Oh no,
0: the Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley The to make the ultimate tea Better than any wet dream Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream John's the CEO and Boomer Ashley's the real leader Chris brings the vibes and juices As our enjoyment increases Welcome to the
3: Untitled Twitch So long, fuckos That's all Venus into her vagina